Welcome to the Diesel Coding Podcast, where we bring you the best tips, tricks, and thought-provoking ideas to help you elevate your development skills and advance your career. I'm your host, Adam Alessandro. A couple quick things before we get started. Today's episode once again focuses on a topic that's specific to developers. However, unlike the last episode, this one has an even stronger real-world application for people outside of the development industry. You can take the same concepts that I'm going to talk about here as it applies to development and apply it to any job in any industry. So if you're not a developer, I think you'll find this episode will be even more exciting than the last one. And sneak preview, episode 3 has nothing to do with development, so stay tuned. And once again, thank you to everyone who's already downloaded and subscribed to the podcast. I really appreciate the support. If you're new here, be sure to check out episode 1. While the episodes are not necessarily dependent on one another, the concepts that we talk about in future episodes may build upon things that we've discussed in the earlier ones. Episode 2, Always Be Refactoring. Today we're going to be discussing one of my favorite areas of development in general, which is refactoring. If you don't know what refactoring is, don't worry, I'm going to explain it. Although over my career I have built a lot of applications from scratch, one of the areas that I feel has really defined my career is in building on or rebuilding existing systems, specifically in finding a way to do so without interrupting operations that are dependent on the application. Many times during my career, I've been brought into firms either in a consulting capacity or as an employee to help deal with legacy applications that are in need of serious attention. Applications may no longer best serve the needs of the business, but they can't be shut down due to some small but important role that they still play. Other times, years of new feature development can burden applications with performance and scalability or even maintainability issues. I think my mind is at its best when taking something like a very complex system or problem and breaking it down into smaller, isolated tasks. Refactoring is often an exercise in how to change components without impacting the system as a whole, at least in a bad way. As promised, refactoring is defined as restructuring the source code of an application or piece of software so as to improve operation without altering the functionality. That's the textbook definition. But in everyday developer life, Refactoring simply means that instead of new feature development, or bug fixes, there's a third type of development. And while you might say that the first two types of developments benefit end users or defined business goals, the third type of development, that for all else being equal, is really development for development's sake. Refactoring is a type of development that, as a developer, we do for ourselves. I break down refactoring tasks into two main types, cosmetic refactoring and functional refactoring. Cosmetic refactoring is work done that's not meant to change the way the code is built, compiled, or how it executes. 
It focuses on changes that make the code easier to read or understand or how it's organized. It does not, or should not, change anything about the execution of the code. It's not for optimization or usability or even for testing. In some cases, cosmetic refactoring can even be a precursor to the other type of refactoring that I call functional refactoring. Functional refactoring is meant to address specific areas of an application's code for reasons such as performance improvements, changes for new logic, and even to incorporate testing into a code base that previously didn't have any. The goal of refactoring is to produce more efficient and more organized code, and that can be a tough sell sometimes for upper management. It's easy for them to understand feature development or even bug fixes because they have people that are asking for things. But refactoring is something that developers sort of do just for developers. And yes, of course it can lead to many benefits down the road, but sometimes those things are way off in the distance and they're not very tangible for upper management to really understand. In fact, when trying to explain why development velocity is going to drop off, why that list of new features is taking longer than expected or a list of bugs will just have to wait a little bit longer, the idea of a big refactoring can be a really tough sell. And although sometimes it's unavoidable, I like to try. And I like to employ a mindset I call always be refactoring. The phrase always be refactoring comes from a phrase always be closing in a movie called Glengarry Glen Ross, in which Alec Baldwin gives a motivational speech to a group of salesmen. He writes ABC on the board, defined as always be closing. The gist of the scene is that salespeople need to always be closing a deal. Closing doesn't just come at the end when the signature goes on the page. I'm sure there's been a lot of always be sayings generated as a result of this. And I don't know if I literally coined the phrase. I'm sure other developers have probably said it. But I definitely incorporated it into the collective lexicon in my development career and for my development teams. So what is always be refactoring? And why is it important? Well, when changes are necessary, when we have to refactor, it can be a lot of work. And as we said, it tends to spiral outward. So an estimate of spending a full day on refactoring might actually turn into two. So using the mindset of always be refactoring can help reduce the amount of work that needs to be done when you are finally pushed up against the wall and have to do a refactoring. It lets us more easily break down refactoring into smaller chunks to address things before they become problems. It allows us to address specific areas of the code for specific reasons, instead of having to address a whole section of code because of one reason. Along with the phrase always be refactoring, I often referred to this as leaving the campsite cleaner than you found it. Anyone who's gone camping is probably familiar with this expression, which tells us that as good outdoor citizens, to not only clean up after ourselves, but to do just a little bit more to make sure for the next person the experience is unspoiled. If everyone abides by this, the campsite will always be pristine. And I like to adopt the same mentality when it comes to code. If every time I touch a file or touch a piece of code, if I perform just a little bit of refactoring, it's going to cut down on the work that somebody else needs to do in the future. In fact, I made it a personal goal that on any pull requests that I make, 
that I will include at least one item that I could chalk up to being a refactoring task. In C-sharp, using statements import dependencies from other libraries, and over time, they just tend to get out of order. It doesn't really make a difference to the C-sharp compiler. Everything will still work exactly the same. But a really simple refactoring task that you can perform is to just sort the usings and remove any unneeded usings or any duplicates that you find. I usually make a habit of cleaning up the using statements on every single file that I touch. It's a really quick way to perform a refactoring task that only takes about a second per file. And this ensures that over time, we're not just focusing on feature development and bug fixes, but we're also spending just a little bit of time on every pull request, maintaining or making the code base a little bit cleaner than it was before. If you're a new developer, or you're just new to the firm, this can be a great way to get familiar with the code base and the applications that you'll be working on. Refactoring changes, especially ones deemed to be cosmetic refactoring, can often be pretty low-impact changes. It can really help you get familiar and get exposure to a code base without having to worry about making really material changes that might have serious impact. And if you're an experienced developer, these are probably changes that you can knock out pretty quickly. And you'll probably have a good idea what changes you can make in a fairly isolated time frame. Therefore, the concept of always be refactoring can apply to developers of all skill levels on a team. And it's something that everyone can do to pitch in to make things a little bit easier for the team as a whole. This mentality really benefits a person and a team collectively. It shows that an individual cares about the overall health of the code base or the company outside of their specific job assignments. It shows that they care about the team and contributing towards development for development's sake. It shows managers that additional thought goes into code commits. And instead of just performing the absolute necessary task to get a piece of code in, the person is aware of what's going on around that code. There are no shortage of refactoring tasks. Everyone in any job can identify refactoring work. In non-development terms, it could be a folder on a shared drive with unorganized documents. It could be an Excel sheet with broken references and a messy layout. It could be a drawer in a dentist office that could use organizing. Or it could be rearranging a supply room to make each item more visible and prevent duplicate ordering. It can even be proactive refactoring by creating documents for policies or procedures, a how-to, or even just proactive indicators to prevent issues from arising in the future, such as a readme document or a sign to tell someone how to perform a certain task. If you adopt the always be refactoring mindset, you'd be surprised how many small tasks you can find that have a big impact. So how can you always be refactoring? Well, take a look at your daily tasks and think about what you could do to improve things. It doesn't require you to take an action right away, but just remember, picking up one piece of trash is a good start. So even if you think it's a pretty small change, remember, everything helps. Break down larger tasks into smaller components. You can even try to label them cosmetic versus functional. Over time, you'll get a better idea and be able to gauge that much easier. Functional refactoring usually takes longer and may require some planning, but just jump in. Anytime you see something that, quote, is a mess or is not ideal 
or could have been done better, or my favorite, that's likely to give us a headache in the future, that's a prime candidate for some refactoring. So put it on your list. And remember, just get started and change your mindset to always be refactoring. Let's recap. Think about what tasks you could do to improve your daily work life. Break those tasks down into small pieces that you can accomplish relatively quickly. And make it a goal to leave the campsite cleaner than you found it by performing just one small task on each commit, or each day, or even week. And remember to always be refactoring. And that concludes Episode 2, Always Be Refactoring. Thanks for tuning in to the Diesel Coding Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Alessandro. If you found the content here relevant and helpful, please like and follow or subscribe. If you have any feedback or have a question, topic, or idea that you'd like to discuss, please email me at hello at dieselcoding.com. You can subscribe to the Diesel Coding Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or all major platforms. If there's any place that you typically get your podcast that you don't see us, please send us an email and let us know. And thanks again for tuning in. The Diesel Coding Podcast was created and is produced by me, Adam Alessandro. Our theme song is called Detective Beginning Adventures by Konovalov Music.